going on, guys? Welcome to the New Rich Podcast. I am your host. I go by the name of R.S. Plaza. Today, we have a special guest in the building. He goes by the name of Ben Million. I said it right? Yeah, you got it right. I love it. Ben Million, making millions, million, man. <laughs> How you doing today, my brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm hanging out with you today, man. All right. We got some time to lock in, man. Make sure you get close to that mic. I got you. Um, all right, man. So... First and foremost, I appreciate you for coming out. I always like to give a little backstory on people when um, they're on the they're, they're on the um, podcast, and I don't know, I just I, I just like it because it gives like an interesting story. And I believe, and I'm sure you've probably heard me say it on, on here before, but I just believe in very organic relationships. I believe in, in in building organic relationships, adding value, and I think you understand that method, right? And it was cool because, you know, you talk about these platforms, but you actually connected to Leadership Talks through meetup.com, correct? Yeah, that's correct. All right. So most of you guys know I have a live event that I do here in the city. And um, I actually met Ben coming out to one of our events and he came out to the event. We connected. And what's dope about you, man, is like once you've seen the vision, you were like, and you thought it was dope, and you seen the vision and where I was going. You you jumped in. You're like, yo, I'm willing to help. And I I pulled your car. Like I'm the type of person. Hey, you say you want to help. Hey, I need some help right now. And um, you you helped right away, and you you jumped in and you dived in. And I appreciate that from you, man. So I just wanted to say first and foremost, thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, I totally see uh, your vision, and and when I saw you talk um, at Leadership Talks, it was it was great because I knew that. If you're able to take, if you ever take a position where you stand in front of a, a crowd of strangers and let them know that, hey, we're all in this together and we all, we can all um, help one another, it takes, it takes gutspa, you know, it yeah, take, yeah. you have to be able to um, have, you know, a strong will to do that. And if you, if you, if you can do that then you can make it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So you're from Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. Caguas. Caguas, Puerto Rico. <laughs> Puerto Rico. That means like Puerto Rico. Puerto <laughs> Rico. Where, you know, I kind of talked about this one of our guests from, you know, our culture, right? I'm Hispanic as well, even though I look white. You look white too. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think you yeah. were Puerto Rican. <laughs> um, but one of one of the things in our culture is, you know, our culture, we're loud, we're, we're proud, we're boisterous, you know, we have this level of confidence. What do you feel um, that you've been able to take from the Hispanic culture that you 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 show in your your day to day, if anything? Uh, well, um, being raised in Puerto Rico, you know, like we all come in different colors. Yeah. So yeah. when you come over here and you come over here, um, you're, you're kind of colorblind. Everyone, everyone is your friend. Um, you go to Puerto Rico and you can just take a box Coronas to the beach and just hang out with anyone. Yeah. And that's that's the vibe that I like bringing around here. I want to make everyone feel included. If I can make you feel special, if I can make you smile, that's that's my way of, you know, giving to the world. And uh, just because of my culture, yeah, you said we're loud. And yeah, we are loud. You ever seen a New Yorican during New Year's? They're all yelling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, for sure, for sure. Um, that definitely helped. Um, coming with, my, my grandma had nine kids. Wow. My titi had nine kids. My whole family's so big that whenever we got had get-togethers, it was just a mess. Like you just had the whole house. It, it, the doors were all open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Navideña, everybody's outside, inside, loud music, uh, salsa playing, you know. And and that really helped me with st uh, stage fright and stuff like that where um, 
if I was able to meet someone new, I'm okay with just being myself around them because I had to be myself around so many many of my family members. Make sense? Yeah, and the family is so big too. It's like you know we're always meeting cousins. Exactly. And, you know, like cousins you didn't even know you had. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I, it's funny because I've had you know rest in peace to my to my um, aunt. She passed away um, on Christmas Day, and we did like the funeral over the weekend. And, you know, so a lot of family was coming in in town. One of my little cousins, like, didn't even know that my sister was my sister. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, you I know, mean, we grew up together um, and it was just interesting to see, like, you know, we have such a big family. Sometimes you don't even know. But let's dive in, man. Tell the people a little bit of what about what you do. I'm super excited because this has been a topic that we kind of touched on. And I've actually been asked a few questions recently about this topic. So it's cool like, to actually get an expert. But tell the listeners um, what you do. So basically, um, I do debt management for consumers, um, regular people, people who need help with budgeting, creating goals and and getting back into a life without debt. Um, and what I mean by that is mostly credit card debt, which is bad debt. Yeah. So um, what I do is I, I find people that, you know, they reach out to me and they tell me, hey, I need to get out of debt, but I don't make enough money. And one thing that I always tell anyone, and I'll tell you, I'll tell your listeners is if you're making money, you're making enough to get out of debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you get into that, man? Like, um, I was in debt myself. I was in about, good. Talk about it. <laughs> I was on, I was in about like $20,000 worth of credit card debt, which if anyone has been into that position, it's scary. You get phone calls from creditors, you're late in payments and those payments are not cheap. Oh yeah. And when you make those payments to those credit cards and you see that those balances aren't moving because of how high the interest rates are. It's scary because you feel like you're not going to pay this off at all. Yeah, that's good. So how did you, so now you're in debt. How did you maneuver? So did you figure it out for yourself and they, oh shit, this is something that I could teach too. So like, how did you teach yourself or who taught you to get out of debt? Um, so, uh, obviously this is such a cliche now, rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that book really helped me out figure out where I needed to be mentally. And that's the key thing that I need mm. to say is that if you're not mentally prepared to do something, whether it's debt, whether it's a marathon, whether it's, you know, finding a job or whatever, you're not going to get the results you need. And you need to be mentally there. You need to be mentally 100% to get the results that you want. Nice. And I, I believe that's so important. And we touch on it. You know, when people ask me, what is my podcast about it? I say business mindset and motivation. Um, I think that the mindset is so important. And I love that you bring it down to even a point of view, like your credit, like your mindset is like, is, is your mindset set that, okay, I'm, I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to be debt free. If you believe, you know, seeing those balances not really move, if you believe that that's it, that, that that's reality, then hey, that is reality. Exactly. Right. So you got you, you, you rich that poor dad, you got yourself out of the debt. Now, where do you say, OK, now I'm come back and teach this. Like I'm going to make a like how did you even start to make a career out of this? Well, it, it didn't start off as a career. It started with me preaching to my family, telling them, hey, like, why are you using your credit card when you can't even pay your bills? That's good. Um, I was telling my family members, you, you know, if you have a credit card, and you don't have a high balance in your savings account or your checking account, you don't need that credit card because you're only getting yourself into more trouble. You're digging a hole that you can't get out of. 
and it's scary and and people don't know it's scary until they actually get to that point yeah and and and, you know it sounds a little harsh but that's where you see people with suicides and doing certain things is like because when that debt like i remember in 2014 and i i'm sure i've touched on this a little bit but in 2014 i had the worst year of my life man like me and my girlfriend split up we, I, we owned a house together. Now I owed her what she put into the house. Um, Best Buy was calling me saying that my low, my no interest rate credit card has now ballooned. So I bring back all the interest that I hadn't been paying. Like shit was just stacking. And, and I want to take into consideration what you said and, and, and exactly what you said where things just starts hitting the pan. And like you said, the credit card just ballooned and they want that money there and then. That, that happens all the time. And people need to know this. That's why I like preaching. People need to know that um, this happens to more people than 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 ever before. We're forty million people in debt just in the U.S. Oh, oh, I I agree, man. And, and it's crazy because you know a lot of people. The mindset is is if I make more money, I'm gonna be all right. That's a lie. No. I've seen a lot more people make more money. I just had one of my homegirls tell me this the other day. She was like. Man, the more money I make, the more I'm spending, the more bills I have. Like, that's not the truth that you're making more money because what happens is, is a lot of people, as they make more money, their their bills and their lifestyle starts to increase the, at the same rate. So that's that's one of the first thing I teach my clients. So um, usually when I get my clients three, two or three months in advance or uh, prior to that or after, they start making more money because I help them leverage themselves to ask for a raise and stuff but what i tell them is that you need to understand assets versus liabilities if your assets if you don't have assets you're not going to have um a future you know because you want income that's generated on a um investment uh car or or, or like a Roth ira or stuff like that you need to think for the future but the biggest problem is people don't think for the future they think for now and they want to be the best versions of themselves right now. So they feel entitled um, to spend more as they make more. And that's the biggest problem, assets versus liabilities. That's so good. That's so good. And you talked about something, you know, a lot of people focus on this best version of themselves now. And I know that you're a runner, right? Yeah. What do you feel like there's a correlation between, you know, and you're like a distance runner, like you're out there, you put it in some miles. I seen you taking videos of our land, like downtown Orlando running. I'm like, my God, this man is running. <laughs> he actually motivated me. But do you feel the correlate? Like what is the correlation between to keep yourself going while you're running and and that correlation with business, keeping yourself running, if you will, in business. So I bring it up again, your mindset. I I, I did not think this was true. And I, I bet a lot of people think it's it's corny. It's kind of like, you know, a cliche or whatever. But if you are able to talk to yourself and tell yourself that you can do it, I don't care if you say it mentally. I don't care if you say it out loud. If you push yourself that way, just saying you can do this to yourself over and over and over. I've been at the point where I'm running three miles and I have another four to go. Mm. And I'm getting to the point where my feet feel like there's no shoes on. My knees are starting to hurt. My breath is starting to be way out of pace. But you you just slow down. Just You need to just slow down, talk to yourself mm, and good. let yourself know that you can do it. That's That's it. Like that one little concept will help you go further 
will go help you go the distance. Yes, mind over matter for sure. Exactly. And it's funny because I've been talking to my, I've been doing these runs, you know, a mile a day. And then the other day I was behind over the weekend, two miles. And then that day, another mile. So I needed to do three miles, <laughs> right? And I'm like, damn, man, I knew if I didn't just go in and knock those three miles out, it was going to turn to four or five and I was just never going to get there. So I started to run it on this app. It has the halfway point, but my halfway point was a mile and a half in. <laughs> um, so I just kept talking to myself, man, the whole time. And it's funny because even my cousin got me on video. Just I'm just talking shit. But it was it wasn't to be funny. It wasn't to be anything. It was literally just to keep me in the mindset exactly. of I got to keep going. And until this this hasn't been hit, I'm not stopping. Right. And well, that's perfect. That's exactly what you need to do, because the the hardest part is getting onto that treadmill or just starting yeah once you get to there you, it's all mindset i i agree 100 percent. so let's dive in a little bit man i'm in debt right let's just say i'm in debt i come to you and i say all right ben you know and i know you can't give out all, all your secret sauce right we'll give you we'll give the people a link and stuff on how, on how to reach you and, and, and get in contact to do business with you but i come into you um I'm, I'm, I'm in debt i'm down i'm out and i say ben I heard you're the debt management guy. What do I do? What is that? Fa- what is that? What is that? Those steps, the first couple of steps that you would walk me through. Um, so first and foremost, with any person that I deal with, I'd have to qualify you. Okay. Um, qualifying means that I basically get an understanding of where you're currently at. I do, you know, an audit of your bank account, three month statements, full, all pages, and I kind of see where you're at how much you're making, if you have a job, if you don't have a job. Um, I need to be sure that you're the type of person that's going to make the commitment that's good. to um, change your life. If you're not going to make that commitment, then I'm not going to, you know, waste my time um, helping you because I've had clients that, you know, when I first started out, anyone was good client. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I soon realized that there's just some people that, as much as you want to help them, you just can't because they can't change themselves. And it has to come from within themselves. You can't change anyone. Yeah. Um, so I qualify them. Second would be to basically give them a base knowledge of finances. They need to know credit. They need to know how to manage their debts. They don't need to know how to create goals. And I have step-by-step blueprints, processes. I use a smart goals uh, strategies. I use um, uh, cash only budgeting. I use uh, pay by pay by pay budgeting as well, which is when um, people usually budget monthly, right? But I know people that get paid weekly. I know people that get paid bi-weekly. Why would you budget monthly if you're getting paid weekly? Yeah. So what I do to help people get into that habit, because it's all a habit, I get to help them uh, create those weekly budgets if they get paid weekly and it helps out enormously people don't know what the power of budgeting is and it's it's really great for them after um we do the whole financial literacy course um i kind of just let them do their thing and i reach out to them every week where we talk about how their finances are going what they've done how they've helped and their setbacks because a lot of times you know um, if you're new to this, there's going to be setbacks. You bought too much coffee at Starbucks or you spent a little too much on going to the movies and going on dates or whatever. So um, 
during the whole process, I'm not there to bash you. I'm there to correct you. Yeah. I'm there to give you your Guide checks you. and balances. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, so now you have these processes. Somebody asked me the other day, you know, um, I have a foreclosure. Or let's take a step back. Do you ever recommend when somebody's on on uh, like high debt? Do you ever recommend to go bankrupt to, to claim bankruptcy? Is that ever something you claim? No, and you should never. Although there are, because I've heard of this some is like very. This is very. Uh, that's a very um, kind of a moot point to give, but every situation is different. I think that you shouldn't give in to bankruptcy. Why it follows you for ten years? Okay. It's very difficult to remove. Um, if you do, if you're a, if you're able to remove it, it's going to cost you a lot. But not only that, but people need to understand that in order to claim bankruptcy, you have to pay a, an attorney to file it all out. You got to pay that retainer. You have to file it with the court, and the court can even deny it. You just wasted all that money, and now you're in more debt, which is scary. But the thing is. Um, I feel like if people are able to go to the extremes and people are able to really dig down deep and work hard to make the money they need to get out of that debt, it's going to it's going to help them out. And one thing I want to tell your um, listeners is your creditors. They want their money back. So if you're able to just call these creditors and tell them, hey, I'm going through a financial hardship, I need some time. Guess what? They're going to give you that time yeah. because they rather get something than nothing. So communication. Communication is the biggest utility you have to talk with these creditors. They know you're human. They know that these hardships happen to everyone. Now, now another question um, I have is I've heard of like, say you owe, I've heard like pros and cons of this. So say you owe a credit card company, $10,000. And, you know, it's been past due, whatever, whatever you see them paying. Now you come up on five grand, right? And you call the creditors and you say, hey, you know, if I give five grand right now, will you remove the debt? Oh, I know this strategy. Right, you know, like this is this is a strategy that I've heard of in the past. Is that something that works? Or, so, but, th- but then I kind of heard like it could ding against like that, that other main balance that could ding against you. How does that work? So basically, you're this. It's called the pay for deletion, and this strategy has been used so much that a lot of creditors are moving away from it because okay. uh, under the fair, uh, fair, uh, the fair Report, uh, reporting act, they have to send all information correctly by law, and if they are not doing that, they get fines and stipulations. They can get uh, sued and all that. Um, but the thing is, it never hurts to ask. Okay. It never hurts to ask. And even the cool thing is that a lot of people don't know this, but have you ever heard of Financial Freedom or uh, Olive Branch? Yeah, yeah. These are companies that um, they negotiate for you. But the thing is, you can negotiate for yourself. Yeah, If yeah. you have a $5,000 balance on a credit card that's way past due and you just came up to 5000 Try to negotiate twenty five hundred for yourself. Pay for delete, yeah, and that'll help you out. But one thing that people don't know is that if you take care of this debt, even if it's half, it goes on a zero balance to your credit report, which still looks good. Even it's not a it's not a deletion. 
but it still looks good. And you can still try to get this deleted with a someone that um, repairs credit. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Now, as far as um, somebody asked me the other day, and I'm just trying to knock off these questions that people have asked me. Somebody had asked me, like, after... Um, and I know I'm asking a lot of credit. Does that still align with what, what you do? Yeah, I, hey. I, I like credit. All right. So somebody asked me the other day, they were said, you know, hey, I have a house that went into foreclosure and my credit's like really dropping. What's the best thing to build my credit back up after that foreclosure? And my knowledge, I don't know enough of it, but some of my knowledge is that, you know, after X amount of years, it kind of doesn't show or it is not as important. What's your knowledge on that? So after, so... The biggest impact is the first six months. It starts dropping off after that. And after about two years, that inquiry or that um, that report, it starts falling off completely. It's not going to be gone. It takes seven years to completely be gone out of your credit report, but it has less of an effect. So if you're ever getting your credit repaired, focus on the things that are the newest on there. Um, and uh, basically, um, the best way to help your credit at this point is to pay your bills on time, number one. Um, if you haven't heard of self.com, it's a, it's a bank that allows you to make pay yourself through a loan. You, I, I wrote a blog on this, startslowgrow.com. That's my website. So self.com is a company that allows you to take out a loan for yourself. So if you want to take out $500 um, and pay yourself for a whole year, then you're committed to that. You're creating a contract to pay yourself. And in return, they get that money and they are able to uh, lend it out. It's like a regular bank. So they report to all um, three credit bureaus. And if you're paying that on time, it's going to show. That's dope. That's dope. So any other tools like that? Because I, I used to work in banking and there used to be a tool where you could take out, I believe it's like you took out the CD, then you paid, you took out the CD, took a loan against the CD, then you paid back that loan. But it's really like you're putting the money back into the CD. Mm-hmm. So it's like a savings plus a credit yeah. build up. Is there anything like you heard of this, something like that? Yeah, there's different there's different uh, tools that you can use. I like to keep it simple because okay. uh, the people that I work with, they're not financially savvy. Um, if let's just say I like, uh, credit building credit cards because one, it builds healthy habits. I'm able to teach people that if you use your credit card, you should never go over 30% after 30%, the, they start dinging points on you and the best, the best, if you want to get a higher credit limit is to always use 10% pay it off at the end of the um, month. Use 10% and pay it off. Do that for six to eight months consistently. And that's guaranteed you're going to get a higher credit limit and you're going to get be able to get an unsecured credit card. That's um, good. Yeah. Yeah, unsecured credit card. I was in banking. Unsecured credit card is something that really works. You know, I just want to give the listeners, you know, um, tools and resources uh, to be able to, to use out there. Now, what are some of the products that you do offer as far as our services? Do you offer services, products? Uh, services. Uh, mostly it's one-on-ones. I like to teach people. I'm starting uh, to do groups. Um, still testing it out. I want to get it to be 100% uh, um, good before I start 
putting it out to the public. So right now, what I'm doing is I'm dropping ads like on Instagram or Craigslist, and I'm giving people free advice and all that um, through groups to see how how people learn um, through a group. And, and from what I've seen, people are really scared about finance. They don't like right. talking about it around each other. So um, I have to kind of just make it normal, you know, normalize it. Um, but I do offer mostly just one-on-ones because I really want to focus on that person. Um, and mostly what I do is debt management, credit help. I don't do credit repair. I teach you about credit. I teach people about financial literacy. Um, and they go through mostly, most of these things are one-on-one. So it goes through the same rate. So um, if they want to pay for one whole package, then I give them everything. If they want to pay separately, then they're all pretty much the same price. Nice, nice. That's super. That's super cool, man. Um, you know, it's funny that you say that because I, I believe that that you know it's it's so hard to talk about it. So people don't like to talk about it. So since they, it's, it's a difficult conversation, people won't talk about it. So next thing you know, they're in debt up to their ears. I mean, they might have financially sound people around, but they don't want to even let them know that they're going through this. Yeah. So they they just kind of like. Leave it alone. What do you think is the biggest misconception about debt? Biggest misconception? There's no such thing as good debt. Okay. And and um, people are probably going to yell at me for saying this, but I think that if you are completely free of debt, I think that you can live a life that is just beautiful and prosperous and free. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you can literally go anywhere in the world and just, you know, if you want to disappear, you could. If you want to come back after six months, you don't have any liabilities. That's the thing. Stay off the grid. Yeah, stay off the grid. And a lot, this is Gen, Gen X, oh, the yeah. new generation is all for that. They are all about being debt free, being um, uh, not going to school, not getting into debt. They, they're real, they really get it. And I really commend them about that because um, boomers and millennials, just too much debt there. Yeah, I, I agree, man. Like one thing I've been, uh, thank God, man, is I, I I've kept myself debt free, right? And you know, you see how I'm living, you see the part, like the houses and stuff. Like I always, you know, I think having less debt gives you more freedom, because like even now, like I'm transitioning careers, and I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a hit upfront financially, right? Like I'm not gonna bring for the first three months, I'm not gonna bring in the same amount of money that I was making, but since yeah like i live downtown and the rent is high and all of those things but it's, it's almost like stuff that i created myself what i mean is like i'm not carrying five grand a couple grand worth of debt each month so even when i'm not making as much it's all right because i'm not paying everybody because you'll notice it man like and i've and I've, I've been in that in that predicament where um you know you get that paycheck and after you pay the light bill, Susie, Jake, and Tom, mm-hmm. you know, you only got $100 left to play with. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe in the more that you can stay debt free and or, or have the less debt is the more that you can have more freedom. Yeah. And and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to get a little dirty to pay off that debt. Uh, I was working at Best Buy a couple of months ago just to pay off, finish paying off a credit card fast. I was literally working part time at Best Buy on East Colonial at $12 an hour just to pay off that debt. Now I don't have it anymore. And it feels amazing. Yeah, and that's the thing. We, especially in this generation, we have to get away from feeling 
above. We have to get uh, entitlement, you know, entitlement, our ego, our pride. You know, like I remember one time, and then somebody kind of bashed me for this, but I remember one time um, I was running my business, similar situation. I was running my business. Um, I had, I had, I didn't understand. I feel like the concept of hunt, killing, and eating at the, the time. Mm-hmm. So like, I hunted a lot when I first started, but then I killed it. I ate it. But I needed to go back out and there and hunt, hunt yeah. and hunt again. So I caught myself in this weird predicament where my contracts had expired and I needed to go back out there and hunt. But in that meantime of hunting, I needed to eat. Mm-hmm. And without accumulating debt or going broke, I knew that there was something I needed to do. And I hopped in an Uber and started to Uber people around for a couple of days. I ended up landing a contract, thank God, in like three days. <laughs> that changed everything. Oh, yeah. Uber's clutch. But Uber's- Uber is clutch. And like I used it and I got on my ground and I told this story. And people were like, oh, like, you know, you're saying it like it, it's beneath you. And I'm like, no, like it's just I've put myself in a certain box for all these years. And I had to step out of that box and mm-hmm. say, hey, Lincoln, nothing is above me. Like yeah. I'm going to go. I think. At the Uber. I think Gary V hits a beautiful point on that. If you wanna if you wanna make it, you don't fake it. Just go out there and grind and get dirty. And if you gotta work at Uber, do some Uber, do some Uber. You gotta work at Best Buy, by all means. Yeah. No one's looking at you differently, only yourself. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think it's this is this facade that we put on ourselves. Like the more I'm growing, the more I'm learning to just be authentically me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm broke, I'm broke. If I ain't got it, I ain't got it. People, if I- people engage with with a reality. Yeah. You know, people don't want to see this whole fake life. So I'll tell my I'll tell the listeners right now and I tell everyone I own a 2012 Kia Soul. It's paid off. Yeah. I pay $67 in full coverage, yeah. but I don't have debt. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. Like and I think I seen something that's like you need to figure out where you want to play at. Right. Because like, yeah, you could have a lot of things sometimes, but that necessarily doesn't increase your quality of life. And that's something that I'm noticing is in the essence of, you know, less is more like, you know, that I'm sure like you not having that monthly payment allows you to do a lot more stuff. But if you can have the luxury car, but and, and I agree, like a lot of the times we get all this external things to impress people. To impress people that we don't even know. Yeah. Like, that's the craziest shit, that, man. And, that. and, like, I like nice things. So, like, it's a balance for me. But I'm learning that, man. I, and I don't need to share. Like, I remember there's a point that I wanted to let everybody know I made money. I came from a certain background. Like, I wanted you to know it. I want, like, it was like I had a proof of point. Yeah. Now it's like, man, I'm broke, bro. Like, <laughs> I ain't got to let y'all know I got yep. money. Cause if you know I got money, you want money, you're asking for this, you're asking for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm cool with now being like, listen, I'm broke. You can I'm think broke. whatever you want of me. Now you like, know why your mom and dad say you were broke when you asked for a toy when you're little. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah. Exactly like that. Yeah, it's like, man, like, I don't got to. And it's a cool, like, thing. Like, I'm getting past that stage where, like, I don't want you to even know that I, like, I got it or nah, I could, I could do without that. I, I think what, um, and I've had the same problem, you know, growing up, I, I want to be, you know, quote unquote bougie. Yeah. Um, and I think that because we come from a background that uh, poverty, basically, because my yeah. mom had me when she was 15. So you can imagine how, you know, growing up like that, there wasn't money at mm-hmm. all. And, you know, when you made money, you wanted to flaunt it. You want, you know, you want to. You want to be saucy and you want to yeah. just, you know, let everyone know, hey, I'm getting out. And if you want to be, you want to come be around me, you know, you got to do it like me. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem because then you attract the wrong type of people. Yes. Yes. And even with women, like, you know, I'm, I'm a single guy and it's like, 
you know, do I want to portray this image? And then I'm going to attract something that I, I truly probably don't even want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's so crazy. So I agree on that, man. But back back to <laughs> back topic. Yeah, back to topic. So debt management, man, have we left anything out, like any keys that you should drop as far as like to manage your debt? Um, any any advice you would like to share? One thing I want to tell you is that if you really want to get out of debt, you can do it all by yourself. You don't need a debt manager. You just need to be willing to put some time into creating a budget, sit down on Excel or whatever it is, and just or on a piece of paper, write down all of your bills see how much is actually coming in and going out. And if you have anything left, then you're doing fine. Keep adjusting the 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 amounts that come out and you're just gonna keep a more in. And that just makes you feel better. You're gonna have a better savings. You're gonna ha- be able to do more with your money. And the last thing that I, I, I could possibly think of is just create a habit to spend less yeah yeah because it's all habit spending is a habit you go to the store you buy something and and that's the biggest hurdle people have is getting out of the habits like kicking smoking or or kicking a, a bad habit like a drinking or something um it's all a habit and it's all we're, we're habit uh creatures of habit yeah now i agree man i i used to do i still i still do it it's something called follow the money right right and it's so simple man but like you know i do loans and borrowing like letting people borrow money and stuff um so like i do this thing called follow the money i'll i'll, I'll one side i'll put everything that's owed to me or anything that's coming in right on the next side i'll put everything that has to go out every bill every you know if i owe anybody in a credit card whatever the case is and then i do that math and i see and then every so often too I'll go back and I'll look at my monthly bills and I'll add that number up because because I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a hybrid. I always kept like a career in, in, in a thing, but I always done risky stuff, commission, you know, opportunities that you can make a lot of money, but it's uncertain at times. Or I could have a great month this month and next month I'm down a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's sales, right? Yeah, there. that's sales, you know, <laughs> and, and that's the thing like people don't understand that. So for me, is I've always done you know, I follow the money in the essence of, you know, seeing where my bills are at to know, like my, one of my mentors always told me, like, know your bottom nut, mm-hmm. like know the bare minimum that you need to break to bring in to break even to at least pay everybody off. Because yeah. I agree, as as long as you have five dollars, ten dollars left over, that means that that's what you got to figure out what to eat with, okay. you know, or, or how to keep going. But as long as every bill is paid for, the lights will be on, you'll be living, you're all right. So it's and then it's like increasing that that leftover and you do that by like you said monitoring what did you spend along the way like something simple i just busted out and you could probably you can't you can't see it through those bags i busted out an old school coffee machine <laughs> right and Mr. bro coffee. It's, it's a little coffee machine i make two cuts a day you know whatever but that was costing me six six oh six a day yeah 606 a day times five times 30 like it adds up i I may you know it's funny i actually made a spreadsheet to calculate how much you can uh spend on making uh making coffee you're at home and it turns out with creamer you can make about one cup of coffee cup of coffee for 13 cents i agree (laughs) i freaking agree bro and it's crazy because like right now i bought I went to some Lucky Market or whatever. I bought some coffee that I hate because they have no Spanish coffee there. And the ones that did were like 16 bucks. But yeah, normally, bro, I get this Butelo, whatever it is. I get like two for five on the the packs. 
I don't even use milk. I would just put a little sugar. I'm in the game, bro. Like I've been in the game. I've been making my own coffee. So it's all about saving. It's all about mindset. It's all about, you know, I love what you said. Habits. We're creatures of habits. It's how you analyze, how you're looking at things. My brother, we've had an awesome time here on the show. Um, any last advice you have and how do they find you? Um, so last advice is basically to live below your means. And uh, if you want to know more about that and what it means, then you can find me on startslowgrow.com or you can find me on Instagram. I'll leave that link with um, Ryan on his page. And uh, we'll make sure we drop it at the bottom of, of the, the podcast post too. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I'm excited to have my people connect with you. I've had a few people ask me about credit recently, so it fell right in line. Hopefully they'll listen to this and connect with you. I'll make sure that I'll connect them as well. But guys, credit is important. Credit is important. Managing your debt is super important. These are things that are so important to what we're doing. You want to be successful. These are the real keys to success. These things connecting with people that understand money. It's like, how do you want money if you don't know how to manage money and what you do with the little is what you do with the lot so managing and how you're looking at things from now is key because why am i going to give you a million dollars a hundred thousand dollars if you can't manage five grand or a thousand dollars it does does not add up play that's right that's so right. make sure what you're doing and get it right Ben, appreciate you, man. Um, thank you so much for coming out. Thanks for having me. I'll make sure that the listeners um, get in contact with you. But guys, if you're having credit issues, debt issues, make sure you see my man, Ben. I really just love authentic brother. I don't think he's out to get anybody, shortcut anybody. I wouldn't have him if he's on. So make sure you tap in. And again, thank guys, thank you so much for listening. If this is your first time, make sure you hit that subscribe button on the top and by this point you listen to the whole podcast you love it because ben was amazing i was amazing so give us five stars at the bottom and if you're avid new richer make sure you go to benewrich.com check out the merch check out everything that we have going on and i appreciate you guys from the bottom of my heart we'll talk soon checking out new rich